uh, something super practical that you can actually do every single day if you like to do this. It would be very helpful. Um, but I want you to notice what we just did is uh, we've, we talked through, the, for the last four weeks, we talked through the next most important thing, and that's having a real relationship with God through prayer. And we let Jesus teach us how to pray, and it started with lifting up his name. Before we get to our wants and before we get to our heal us and restore us and all those things, we lift up his name. Did you notice what we sang this morning? This is our God, how great thou art. What a beautiful name, worthy you are. Every song led us that way to declare his name and lift up his name. I was out, uh, standing out there still greeting with Ray when you were singing How Great They Are, and he said he remembers when that was written. Oh. Pretty close. So the question is, like, when, when we go to God and we, we say, Lord, uh, thank you for teaching me to pray, um, that there is also this idea of interacting with God and being with God and having, as we sometimes call, devotional time with God. And that's where we get tripped up a little bit. We get past the, Lord, your name's great, and Lord, your will be done, and Lord, um, I need this in my life. These things aren't kind of going right, or pray, pray for a friend. But we don't always know how to stop and spend time with God, maybe outside of reading a, a passage, which is wonderful, or what we like to do most of all is read somebody else's devotional material that might have their commentary, and they've published it in a book for us to read as well. Nothing wrong with any of that, but what I want to teach you this morning is how you can go to God, you can have a time of devotional, you can get into the Word, but you also can have this time of interacting with God in the passage. And do you know what any of our interacting with God is? Uh, that is prayer. So this is functional, practical prayer to go along with what we've learned the last four weeks. Now, if we start walking through this and say, this kind of looks familiar, it does. We're third year in a row, we're teaching you this at least one Sunday, one of the years we did it twice, because we think it's that important that we all learn how to have this time of daily devotion. We call it two different things. I'll call it soaps this morning because the first letter of each of the words I'm going to share with you spells out soaps, but it's also called by, by its normal name, Discovery Bible Study. And Discovery Bible Study is this, I'm going to get into a passage and I'm going to discover what does that passage say and then, what does it mean to my life? And that's what the personal Discovery Bible study does. Now, once you learn how to do this, you know what you can do also? You can draw some people around you, and you can have Discovery Bible study with them. Perhaps at your work, you've been saying, how can I have, like, some type of time? And you have 15 minutes where everybody is on break at the same time. Uh, Discovery Bible study. You could have something like that together. So, I won't be talking about the group study. I'm going to talk about your personal time, but all of these points you could roll right into those. I want to do that for about 20 minutes. And then uh, I want to invite Stephen Hinton to come up because Lot 2540 is facing a very uh, serious transition. And I want to make sure the church is all aware of that. So we want one know how to pray. And then when the time of action comes, we know how to step up and jump in as well. And I think the best thing is if Stephen, who's a board member there, shares that with you at the end. So let's just jump right into it. How to have a daily devotion time. Here's the first thing. Scripture. Start with Scripture here. Now, we're not saying start with Scripture like eliminate what we just talked about the last four weeks. We're adding on to it. In our devotion time, start with Scripture. Choose a passage and read it. 
It might sound like, duh, <laughs> choose a passage and read it. But we do this a lot where we might have a passage that pops up and we kind of know it. It's something we've heard many, many times. So we don't think we need to actually dig in and read it again. I kind of know it. Just start from scratch every time you encounter scripture, whether you know it or not. In fact, I encourage, encourage you to read it or listen to it at least twice. I mean, studies have just proven if you would read or listen to something twice, you will read it the second time or listen to it second time in a different way than you did the first time. It's just instinctual. You'll hear something different or something more or something you missed the first time. So when you read through that passage or you listen to it, write down verses and phrases that might stand out to you. Just write stuff down. Or if you're reading it in your Bible, circle it or underline that. Now, I know what a couple of you just did. You're, you said, this is going to be awfully hard, Tom, if I'm driving down the street doing this devotion on the way to work. Uh, and you are right. My encouragement is what we talked about the last four weeks. Go into your room. Close the door. It is hard to multitask a devotional time and, and really have that prayer type, practical prayer with God. So am I saying don't do devotional time in your car on the way? No, do it. But let that be a supplement to this type of thing, an additional thing to this. Getting into a passage and then write down. Just write a couple of things. Is there something in there that you read and you're like, I'm not sure what they mean? Or is there something that you're like, I kind of know what it means today in 2024. What did it mean in Jesus' day? Did it mean the same thing? Or that he says that three times. Like there's three times he says that same phrase. Those would be things that might catch your eye. When I'm walking through passages, I, I came across just this past Thursday morning, I came across a passage where Paul says he's, he has a list of things and he keeps at the end of the list saying, in faith, in faith, in faith. And I thought, what did Paul mean to his audience exactly? Like, what, when they heard the word in faith, what exactly were they hearing? Is it the same thing I think of today? Uh, or were they thinking of hearing something else? That kind of thing might catch your eye because it's repeated. So you just write those down or circle them. Write down as many things you might want to understand. Now, here, here's what you need to know is, you don't have to circle or write down every question and answer it in that time of Bible study. It could just be, that, that's very curious. I don't have time this morning to go into that and learn that. But you mark it down, you come back to it another time. But you're engaging with the passage and anything that might catch your curiosity. You might just mark something you like. I just love that. I love that God says that. I love that God thinks that about me. I love that Jesus cried when his friend died. I, I, and so you just mark that um, down, right? Or you might have something you go, hmm, I don't know about that one. I, I, don't, I didn't even know that was in there. <laughs> I don't even know if I like that. Those are all good things to mark down. You're interacting with the scripture. Now, that leads us right into the second thing. It's called observation. And you, you might have heard this. Uh, I remember back in youth group, I learned it the first time using getting in a passage and then there's observation you're just looking at it and you're saying what do i see as you read and you reread the passage ask questions about the passage like the ones listed below and i'm going to walk you through that just write down your thoughts so here's some questions that you could ask on almost any passage you walk through 
and you are just discovering things as you ask questions. Here's the first one. What did you like about that passage? Oh, I like this. I don't, I, I like this. I like where Jesus is going. I like what God says. Equally, what, did anything concern you and why? Was there something you didn't like in there? Something that bothered you in there? Something you're like, you know, I've always had some tension about that, and I just never see a pastor tackle that. Mark those kind of things down and ask those questions. Here's some important questions, the next three. What does the passage teach us about God? Super important thing. We have so many things when I'm rolling around the world. You too, you've heard this also, where people say, yes, but doesn't God just want this? Isn't God just like this? Doesn't God want you to be happy? Doesn't God just... And I'm thinking, well, it it sounds kind of right, but I'm not sure biblically that's really who God is, these things we hear. So when you're interacting with Scripture, when you're daily opening up God's Word, ask the question, what does this passage teach me about God? You just learned something. Maybe the passage is about Jesus, a story about Jesus, and you'll say, what does this teach me about Jesus? And you'll know exactly about Jesus. Why? Because it comes from God's Word. So a great question to ask. What does this passage teach us about people? A great question. Like, what does this teach me about me? What does this teach me about others? What does this teach me about how humans interact and how humans respond to God? Great question to ask all the time because we discover something. A professor of mine in seminary used to say that sanctification or growing God is, 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 is like this. You give everything you know of yourself to everything you know of God. So as you keep learning about yourself, there is more to give over to God. But as you keep learning about God, you start exposing yourself more and more. And the cycle just keeps growing. And that is what he would call Christian growth or the term sanctification. Here's another. What does this passage teach us about sin? Like, is there anything about sin here? Not just the action of sin, but that, is there anything about that? But is there anything about separation? Is there anything about missing the mark with God? Is there anything about, you know, God's design or his desire and this is the way I've done or the the character in the story has done? Is there anything that teaches us about sin there? Now, there's a few uh, questions here that, that you'll have to decide based on the passage you're reading that day if these work. Is there an example to follow? Is there a clear example in the scripture that I should follow? And you just write that down. Is there a command to obey? obey? Is there something very clearly that the text is telling you, do this, be about this, stay away from this, a command that you could follow? So here's what I was just talking to uh, a friend of mine who's, who's a mechanic, and the only time we really see each other is when maybe he does some car work for me. And I was talking to him this week, and I asked him, I said, I said you, know, uh, you, ever, you know, you ever pop into a church, or you ever had interest in popping in? I mean, you know, I'm a pastor. And, and so his sharing about kind of why he does it boiled down to this. He felt like what comes from the stage is the pastor just telling the congregants, this is how you have to live. This is the commands I give to you. And here's my thought on it. If you and I are in scripture every day and we're reading systematically through God's word and we're asking questions of it and we get to a question that says, is there a command to obey? And you go like, hmm, scripture is pretty clear on that way. 
I don't have to spend week after week doing it from the stage because it's so much more powerful, relevant, and it works better if you're engaging with Scripture and you're asking the questions of God and the passage, is there something to follow? Is there a command to obey here? So you get in there and you ask a question like that. Is there an action to take or is there an action to avoid? Is there something you should be doing coming out of this passage or something to avoid? Maybe it's something that you're like, I don't put that in the sin category, but I probably should avoid that. That probably wouldn't be the greatest influence on me. Or here's an action I should take. Is there a promise to claim? Is there something God is saying, this is a promise I make you? It's, it's coming. Like God told Abraham, you're going to have a kid. And then you're going to be a great nation. And it's going to be so many, so many, it'll be greater than the stars you see in the sky. That's a promise. And it took a long time for that promise to happen. Is there any promise to claim in Christ and God when you read? And then here's finally, and this is a super important question. Chances are, if you're in God's word every day and you're working through passages, God will speak to you about something going on in your life right now. But he has a sneaky way of speaking to you about something going on in someone else's life as well. You think, oh, my brother or sister needs to hear that. My, my, my kid, my mom or dad, my friend, somebody else. And so the last question to remind us of that is, with whom should I share this truth? Who should I share this with what I learned today? So you just write that name down. You start praying for that. So scripture, we have observation. The next thing is application. Now, after reading the scripture, asking questions, now I'm going to say, how does it apply? So as you're reading the scripture, think about what it means to obey these commands or concepts or whatever you learned. And you ask yourself this. How do I need to respond today in light of what I just read? How do I need to respond? Because, listen, you know, you and I can read all the scripture we want. We can fill up journal after journal of answering, asking and answering these questions that we work through. But it has to, at some point, transition into real-life practical application. Otherwise, it's just simply knowledge. Now, for some things, it takes a little while to, for God to break through in our lives. It takes a little while to trust him to step out and do that stuff. Uh, it's not always instantaneous. But constantly ask yourself, what do I need to do today in light of what I've just read? And write that down. What is it I need to do this week in light of what I just did, read? What would I have to do? Is there an area of my life in which uh, I, I need to do things differently? And you just write down your thoughts. You write down your applications on, on whatever it is. Now, I'll add an extra thing there uh, would be good is if you have somebody close, a spiritual friend, just tell them one of these. Say, hey, my devotion time this morning, I came out of it feeling like God said, I need to be about this. I need to make a change here. And then you have a form of accountability that goes along with it. But the application is super important in the devotional time. And then pray. Stop and thank God. Uh, stop and think about what you've just read, what you've just sensed. Take a few minutes and ask God's spirit now to empower you, to speak to you about any specific things that you just read, any specific things he told you you need to make a change or practically put in place, anything. And so here's the encouragement in your devotional period is actually write out a quick prayer. 
Now, some of you, like, you, you're just journal people. You just, I mean, you just write and write, and you've got this thick journal. And then there's some of, I will say, us that are not quite uh, wired that way. Um, bullet point it. I love the bullet point. Just, just put a dash and then write five words that you know that leads me to what just, like, I understand my shorthand there. But I do know this. If I put nothing down, almost nothing is retained. Oh, so I encourage you, write something down, some form of prayer that solidifies what you just walked through, what you just did in this. And here's what we do. Pray that prayer. Actually pray that prayer throughout the week that you wrote down. So not just at the end of your devotion time, but pick that prayer back up because it has, Lord, thank you for showing me in this book. Thank you for showing me in this passage the way you interacted with this person. Thank you for telling me to make a change in this era. You pray that prayer throughout the week. And here's the final one, because you're not done. This whole thing on Christian discipleship is not simply about you. It's about you then turning and being a light to others. As we shared last year in Philippians, it's community, community, right, that's centered around advancing the gospel. That's what the church is all about. So we want to advance the gospel too. So five, share. Just share it with someone. Just prayerfully reflect on who needs to hear the truths God has revealed to you. Write down their name, pray for them, and consider a time when you can share with them this. Um, now, it depends on the kind of friend, how you enter into that, how you go talk to them, right? My friend who's a mechanic that I just told you about, I probably would not walk right out and say, all right, Nate, I learned a couple things you need to do differently in your life. So um, that would probably shut it down right there. But I might say, you know, I read this interesting thing this, this morning or this past week, and God really convicted my heart. I'm seeking to do different, or whatever it might be. And I could share that with him from my own perspective, testimony style. However, however it is, think about how to share with someone else. If we're not careful, we'll engage with God entirely sometimes just thinking about ourselves. In reality, God wants to build you up so that he can send you out. You're set apart for a purpose as well. So remember that. So here's what I'm going to do because I, I, I want to, um, I'm getting close to my time and I want to give Stephen some time. Lot's very dear to us and I want you to hear, hear this. Um, you've got a passage at the end of your, your uh, sermon this morning. Uh, this is to kickstart you and get you going. You could do it this afternoon or you could say tomorrow morning when I get in my devotions, I'm going to take Mark 4, 35 through 41. Now, if it sounds familiar, it is. Because last year when I walked you through this type of Bible study, I actually walked through this passage with you on each of the components we just went through. But you're going to do it this time. So tomorrow morning, you're going to take the sheet that I gave you, the extra sheet that's a blank one that says S-O-A-P-S, and you're just going to work through this passage. It's just a template to get you started and to kick, kick you off into this tomorrow morning and to put soap into practice in this devotion time. So sound good? All right? <laughs> Two of you, it's yes. All right? I'm really excited about what's going to happen in your devotion time. <laughs> so the rest of you, I'm just going to assume that was a silent celebration of yes as well. So all right. <laughs>